When you come before Artemis, you cannot doubt her. Mine knows me so well. Ava glanced down at their clasped hands, unable to look at her mother. You have to stay strong. The goddess has very few followers left in the world. Certainly none that I know of among the Azurians, save my mother, and she herself was guided into the old ways by a pagan traveler from Europe. Ava considered this. What will it feel like when I make my vow? It will be a sea change. You think that you understand, that you believe. But when you give your promise, when you change your name, your belief will be just the beginning. You will be transformed. You will see with new eyes. I will turn to water? Yes, in a way. I myself do not fully understand how the goddess's powers work. And this river god, who is he? He is both a god and a man, and he will be someone different for you than he was for me. Were you afraid of him? At first. Mang smiled and shook her head. But I grew to love him, and I love him still. What about Pi? You hush about Eduardo. He... Mine didn't finish, but smoothed her nightgown absently. Ava peered at her mother. She could only wonder at her mother's marriage to such a cold, disagreeable man. I'm not sure I understand. Take your vow, Ava. Mine stopped her with a squeeze of the hand. Take your new name. We'll soon be sailing back to the Azores Islands, and there, where I was born, where you were conceived, where all of this began, your fears will pass into understanding. This was some comfort. The doubt in Ava's heart seemed to bend now, allowing her space to breathe and think and let go. And she did breathe, deep and full. Then she struck a new match. The spark kindled a bit of hope in her heart as she lit the candle. Yes, she would take her name, her vow. She would accept and follow. She felt Mung's hand on her shoulder. Look. Ava glanced up. Though she hadn't broken the tree line yet, the goddess had already fired the tops of the distant maples and pines with the spindly orange flames of her moonlight. Artemis is rising, Ava whispered. It's time, Mung said. She bowed her head and held up to the light her most prized possession, her moonstone pendant. She never told Ava where it came from, but she never let it out of her sight. Close your eyes and fix your thoughts on Artemis's light as it fills the circle, as it fills the moonstone, giving it power. With her eyes shut tight, Ava's other senses were heightened. She smelled the warm smoke of the candle flame, touched the grit of the boulder's rough surface, pictured Artemis's light descending on their small circle like a cataract. The beam poured into the moonstone, and when Ava felt the goddess's pale touch on her face, she wondered how she could have ever doubted. She only need turn to this palpable light and let go of her fear. She did so, knowing that within this circle, she was safe. She was home. A touch on her arm. Did you hear that? Mine whispered. 
A rustling in the cornstalks came from the direction of the farmhouse. Ava's breath came quick. Pie. No, her father would be at the shipyard in New Bedford for hours yet, drowning another day in a pitcher of beer. It's nothing, just a bowl or a red fox, Ava reassured her. No, Cardida, Mine said, glancing toward the cornstalks. It's him. Mine, he wouldn't be, Ava began. Then she heard them. Footsteps. Through the garden. The angry thump-thump of heavy boots resounded in the soil. The candlelight was dim, but it couldn't mask the dread passing over her mother's tense face. Ava prayed for the goddess to surround her mother with protection. She knew Pye had long held his suspicions. But when he saw the candlelit circle and the ritual objects of incense, rose, water, moonstone, and salt, when he 